Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Welcome back to the October 2018 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club, coming to you from Sydney, Australia. My name is Damien Marucci. I'm here with Dr. Shane Jackson, and we are talking about salvaging the unavoidable, a review of complications in pediatric tissue expansion. This is by uh, Drs. Gassane et al. Uh, from uh, the United States, and this was published in September 2018, PRS. So Shane, what was this paper about? So basically, um, it's talking about using tissue expansion in paediatric uh, reconstructive surgery, um, that it's a very useful tool, but there's been sort of a, a widely reported uh, high complication rate. Um, and so what this uh, paper set out to do was basically look at different factors that would increase or decrease the complications. Um, and then more importantly, I guess, deal look at ways to address uh, these complications and, and deal with them. Um, and so basically it retrospectively reviewed all patients um, looked after by this team uh, over 12 years. Yeah, with um, actually a single, single surgeon single series. Surgeon, yeah. yeah, so a total of 94 patients who between them had 282 expanders placed. Um, so sometimes multiple expanders at one time or uh, expanders placed at different time periods uh, or both. Um, in all the expanders now, in this case, were um, standard saline expanders um, that were, you know, had sessions of filling. Um, interestingly, these were often not done by uh, the surgeon or even the team. They, the patients who are living quite away from the hospital would have it done by you know, their local doctor, even the family after training. Um, and uh, the expansion would commence three to four weeks post-operatively, and then any patients who were having multiple sessions, uh, there was a three-month delay between, uh, between operations. And basically, they just wanted to measure the complication rates um, between these. They defined major complications as any that caused loss of the expander, um, and minor complications, you know, any infection, rupture, exposure, etc., where the expander didn't need to be removed. Um, what they found was that the major complication rate was uh, 13% per expander, the minor complication rate at 10% uh, per expander. Um, when you converted that into a per patient um, over there, that patient's entire sort of treatment course, uh, the complication rate was 41.5% because um, as they, a lot of patients had uh, more than one expander. Um, so there were a few different factors that you know, could increase that complication rate. Um, you know, there was some double stage expanders which they actually ceased using during that period because of that. Um, you know, sites in the torso had a slightly higher rate. Um, the other thing that they found was that the more you ex sessions of expansion a patient had, the higher their complication rate went until by the sixth stage, it was 100%. Um, but I guess the other, thing that they concluded uh, was that despite this, you know, pretty high complication, about 40% is pretty high, but um, all the patients ultimately met their reconstructive really goal. Yeah. Um, so their conclusion was that, you know, these expanders have a high complication rate. There's a few things you can do to try to minimise it, but ultimately it shouldn't discourage you from using them because they still 
achieve the desired outcome in the end. Yeah, I thought this was a really interesting paper um, and uh, a great case series uh, from uh, from Doc, Dr. Gassain. Um, it was, uh, I thought it was a very well-named paper, Salvaging the Unavoidable. Mm. So the implication being that, you know, you can actually salvage something which is unavoidable. These things have very high complication rates, but if you just uh, keep going, he's given a very good algorithm. Uh, uh, you can see he's tried and discarded a few uh, techniques and um, particular types of expanders along the way. Um, Dr. Peter Haywood here in Sydney uh, does probably more tissue expansion uh, for these particular types of issues than anyone else uh, in the country. And he's gone to osmotic expanders, um, mm. which means you don't have issues with, uh, with uh, non-surgeons trying to access ports and the like. Uh, but even then, um, unfortunately, you couldn't make the journal club this evening. But even then, you know, there are still a, a significant, there still is a significant uh, complication rate associated with with tissue expanders. Yeah, and you know, my experience working with him was, yeah, he told me basically what this paper has shown that, yeah, yes, the complication rate is very, very high, but use them anyway. The complications don't stop you from achieving the reconstruction. So I think, yeah, overall, it's just, it's a really nice paper. It's like, it sort of shows a lot of clinical wisdom over time. That it's it's very reassuring that you know you shouldn't be discouraged by complication rates. Um, you know, I think it's you know not often that someone puts out you know the technique that they use that has a high complication rate where you go that's fantastic I, I want to do that too and I think the other great thing about this paper is that it talks through a lot of really practical steps you know really specifically what to do when you're faced with the various complications and different tricks to kind of you know get past them you know and that you know these patients get the reconstruction that they set out to get despite the complication rate and I think that's a very reassuring thing. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.